Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. Another team clinched the playoffs against the Colts in what might be the worst all-around performance this season. We will talk about that game, look ahead to the season finale at home against Houston, and talk about the playoff potentials in our unstable pick six. So here we go. Well, first, before we get into anything, we need to talk about Damar Hamlin, shout out to him. Our prayers are with him, as are pretty much all the NFL world. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a unique bond with one of our Colts, one of the Colts players. Rodney Thomas was a high school friend of his, high school teammate. He was uh, Rodney Thomas was a year behind him, and so uh, he got to actually go see him. Uh, they let him into the hospital room, so that was kind of cool for him, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Kind of easing his mind. But uh, I don't know if anybody watched Monday night, what happened. We were watching it. Uh, I had to kind of turn it off because we had little kids that were about to go to bed, so uh didn't want them to end up with an image like that in their heads. But uh, I, know, I know in our house, and I'm sure probably across the country, there was a phrase uttered by moms across the country. What was that phrase? Uh, you're never playing football again. <laughs> yeah, that was dropped a couple times in our house. Uh, I'm sure probably maybe in your house as well if you have a young football player just because of the scary nature of what happened and mm-hmm. at the time us not knowing you know, exactly what it was, what the uh, yeah. outcome was. We still don't kind of know what that is going to be but also not knowing what the result was what or what the cause of it was mm-hmm. um at, for you as a young player what does that kind of thing do to you as a player well at first like we said we didn't know what it was exactly so it shook me up a little bit but then i kind of compared it to my acl it's like if it happens it happens type of thing yeah um, then whenever we realized what it was, it was like a freak accident, rare yeah. occurrence. Not then, it, like I just kind of shook it off. I'm like, that's super rare. Like, what are the chances that's gonna happen to me? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, uh, it is unlike an ACL, unlike a concussion, where uh, you know you turn from football entirely. Uh, credit to the NFL and ESPN for handling that situation well. Uh, by uh, not continuing on in the game and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's different from any other injury that now we turn from football and we go, we're concerned for that guy as a human yeah. being. And and it, But it also gives you a good perspective of we should, no matter the injury, we should be concerned first and foremost for these people as human beings. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. if they're in a gladiator sport, but let's not turn it into 
the Roman Colosseum gladiators were ju- were just out for the big hits and mm-hmm. everything like that yeah. and the carnage. Well, this happened at a unique place, mm-hmm. at yeah. a unique, uh, in a unique circumstances, and so to transition through this, we wanted to introduce a new segment that we've wanted to have for a while. Liam's a very logical person, aren't you? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. And so uh, we're going to introduce a segment called Backed by Fact. Mm-hmm. Liam is going to start with a premise and he is going to back that premise with facts. Yeah. However illogical those facts might be. Exactly. Go for it. Okay. So first to start it off, you got to like give like the context and stuff. Okay. So four major injuries have happened in the Bengals stadium. Okay. Antonio Brown. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Ryan Shazier. That was bad. Tua. Yeah. And DeMar Hamlin. Okay. Two which have happened this year. All those happened in the same stadium. Same stadium. Okay. Now here's here's the thing. It's the only stadium in the Midwest to be in the middle of a triangle of three state capitals. That being Indianapolis, okay. Frankfurt, and Columbus. Okay. Frankfurt, Kentucky. Yes, yeah. Frankfurt, Kentucky. Yeah. Because Lexington or Louisville are not the state capital. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. So so I'm drawing a, a triangle between Indianapolis, Frankfurt, and Columbus. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the deal with this triangle? It's the Bermuda Triangle of the Midwest. Oh, for, for those who, who are unfamiliar, what's the idea with the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, it's like this thing where it's out in the ocean and ships go through there and like get lost and don't come out and all this stuff. Okay. So you're saying that this triangle is the Bermuda Triangle of the Midwest? Yes. Okay. And and then, so what's the deal with the Bengal Stadium? The Bengal Stadium is the only stadium in the Midwest... That has three state capitals around it. So it's and it's the only stadium in this Bermuda Triangle of the Midwest. Gotcha. So that's what leads to these weird exactly. freak injuries happening mm-hmm. only here. Yes. Okay. All right. That was backed by fact. Thank you, Liam. You're welcome. Well, we got to talk about the Giants game, even though we might not want to. It was the worst game all around. We said in the intro, I firmly believe that this was just all around the worst outing. I mean, the offense had a pick six. The defense gave up two passing and two rushing touchdowns to only Daniel Jones. Wow. And then there was also a missed field goal and an only 22-yard punt. I can punt it further than that. You can. You you have an award that says so. <laughs> Not only that, but Nick Foles was out, mm-hmm. and there was a whole incident with that with Kayvon Thibodeau and yep. Snow Angels, and then doing the sleeper, which uh, all resulted in, uh, I, I just, I don't understand that. And Kayvon Thibodeau throughout the week has stuck by uh, his decision to do all of that, which is mind-blowing, especially in the light of DeMar Hamlin and exactly. everything. Zaire, though, set a franchise record in tax- tackles per season. In this season, yeah. Yeah. 
And then Bobby had 17 tackles That's in the game. really good. 10 of them unassisted. Uh, Isaiah, you got Isaiah Rogers on IR going into the game. Unique on IR. Kenny, Kenny Moore was Moore. out. Now he's on IR. Facing, he got concussed. Yep. And then Foles got injured and Ellinger is in. So, like, it's just a mess. Mm -hmm. But you got to think, if Ellinger goes in and Foles is out, Ryan is inactive, do you have a backup QB plan? I mean, I've said that Jelani, he played high school quarterback. Why can't he play this? Apparently, they had a backup plan. And here are our clues to figure out who this might have been. Coach Saturday said that they got to put the wristband on, which is the wristband of plays. Now anybody mm -hmm. who's going to do, but then they also got to take the gloves off. So that clue in itself kind of eliminates some people who might be a gloves on player that would have to take the gloves off. A wide receiver, a tight end, maybe a corner of some sort. Kind of eliminates your normal, usual suspects of mm -hmm. Matt Hawk, your punter, Chase your McLaughlin. kicker, your holder, things like that. Yeah. And let's be honest, Matt Hawk was a wide receiver in mm -hmm. high school. The only person that we know who had experience in QB was... Jelani Woods. So I think that was the backup plan. Mm -hmm. You? Yeah. I've said it all season. Yep. So uh, I don't know if that'll happen this week because Ellinger is going to be in and uh, Matt Ryan's going to be the backup. But we'll see. Really came to come down to the Giants showed up ready to take care of business and the Colts didn't show up at all. Yeah. What was your Mayflower move of the game? Um, honestly, I'm going to have to give it to Daniel Jones. His first rushing touchdown was amazing, and I give him credit for everything that he did against us. There's no way that he didn't get that. Yep, I, I get it. I, I think my Mayflower move, uh, tough to give it to the Colts, um, even though they, they had some moments that could have been. I think it really comes down to the Collins pick six. Um, really that whole sequence there at the end of the half was really just just uh, kind of sucked the air out of any hopes that the Colts had. Mm -hmm. uh, but it all started with that Collins pick six. Who was your star of the game then? Um, My star of the game, I'd have to say it was, I would, I would say Daniel Jones, but I kind of want to go a little bit positive. Okay. I'm going to go Bobby Okereke just because of the tackles that he had. The okay. 17 tackles, 10 unassisted. I think that's insane. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Bobby. All right. Uh, I I was going to go maybe Richie James. Mm -hmm. thinking you might. We're going to go with Daniel Jones because he had a – Richie James had a, like the go-to receiver game. But I'm going to give it to Daniel Jones. If you can pass for two TDs and also be the leading rusher on the team – and have two rushing TDs, then, I mean, there you go. That's it. Yeah. Pretty much it. Exactly. Well, the season will finally end against the same team it started against at the beginning. And so we will have the final Team from Houston update of the season. 
And so it's time for the team from Houston update. This one is actually pretty favorable. They've looked pretty good up until last week. They took the Chiefs into overtime. They, the Cowboys had to come back to beat them. They beat the Titans and then they got blown out against the Jags. Is that mean that Houston is really that good? Does that mean that the Jags are really good that good? What do you think? Um, I think what it means is the Chiefs and the Cowboys and the Titans weren't expecting that big of a performance from Houston. And Houston gave them more than they than the other teams gave them credit for. Okay. And the Jags still prepared like they would for any other team and did what they need to do and just blew them out. Gotcha. Well, before we get into the Houston update, little, uh, or before we get into the Houston game, draft status. Currently, the Colts are fifth. That number stays the same or better if the Colts win and the Rams beat the Seahawks. The Colts will move up a spot with a loss mm-hmm. and Broncos winning against the Chargers or the Cardinals win over the Niners. Yeah. The Colts will land in sixth with a win and the Seahawks beating the Rams, which is probably maybe the most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens. There's also, on the Houston side, the possibility of not ending up in the number one spot if Houston wins and the Bears lose to the Vikings, which seems maybe pretty probable as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, they would land in second at that point. So what are your keys to the game here against Houston? Um, We got to stop the run. I feel like they're very like, dominant on the run. I feel like we have a good run defense, though. We just yep. need our front four guys to do what they need to do to slow him down for... Zaire and Bobby to come in there and get those tackles. You gotta also watch the play action because of their strong run game. They can run a good play action out of it. And on offense, we just need to stop the turnovers. We need to just drive down the field, get a touchdown. No more red zone field goals. <laughs> yeah, that would make a big difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say the same thing I've been saying for a while: screen pass. They have a really good rush defense, and so screen pass out of that will really kind of put them on their heels and, you know, they can't just pin their ears back if we can screen pass effectively. That doesn't just mean to the running backs. That also means to the tight ends, uh, to Paris, uh, to uh, maybe uh, to, you know, some quick slants to Pitt. Make Mills beat us. But then they run a two-quarterback system now, so you also got to keep Driscoll in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not like Daniel Jones where you don't know what he's going to do. If Mills is in there, he's going to pass. If Driscoll's in there, you're going to get that run style. And so you kind of know what's going to happen based on who's in there. So just be aware of who's in there and yeah. def- uh, defend it effectively. Mm-hmm. What are the matchups you're watching? Well, like I said with the run, we got uh, our linebackers on tackling – they're running backs. Um, I'd like to see his, our tight ends do some work against them. And I want to see Alec Pierce get some more deep balls. Okay. Yep. Uh, once again, third week in a row, I got Jelani versus anybody. I want to see hit. I want to see us throw him the ball because I don't think anybody can really do much about it. 
I want to see EJ Speed against Driscoll. Kind of see him spy him and stop him. Um, and then the Colts have a beat-up secondary, but Houston has beat-up wide receivers. So I want to see how that interesting dynamic works. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where. And then I want to see how the Colts scheme against Jordan a- uh, Jordan Atkins, uh, or Aikens. Uh, he is their tight end, and he's maybe their best go-to receiver right now. So yeah. I want to see how the Colts prepare to scheme against him, mm-hmm. uh, kind of maybe having Bobby up front in a safety uh, kind of take him as he goes deeper. Yeah. What's your prediction then? Um, knowing the Colts, they do the opposite of what people want them to do. Right <laughs> okay. now, they need to lose. They're going to end up winning 24-7. to 7. Oh, wow. They're going to score big time. All right. Yes. Uh, that I think that would be our second or third highest scoring game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um I think Houston is clicking and the Colts just look like they want to die. So I'm going to go Houston 13 to 10. Honestly, it may not even be that many points scored. So Neither Houston or the Colts will be making the playoffs. But we've got all kinds of scenarios to talk about in our unstable pick six. Okay, we're back. Unstable pick six. Let's get it kicking right away. Cowboys at Titans. Yep, we uh, we picked both picked Cowboys and got that one. Yep. Uh, we both picked the Lions against the Bears. Got that one. Then we did Jag Houston. Both picked the Jaguars. And got, got that it. one. Uh, we both picked the Niners against the Raiders and got that one. It was a close one. Though. It was, but we got it. Jets, Seahawks, both picked Seahawks and both got it. And then the weird one. The, the Bengals and, and the Bills, the one we differed on, yeah. was no contest. So, we can't really count that one either. That means I am 59-27-1 on the season. And I am 54-32-1. I need to start deferring <laughs> from you so I can get something here. Yep. Uh, but we're going to go back and forth just to make sure nobody has the advantage of always going last, sir. Yeah. So we're going to pick the Ravens and Bengals game, but that doesn't game doesn't really matter now because the NFL made the decision to not play the Bengals-Bills game. Just so drop the game. No matter what happens in the Ravens-Bengals game, the Bengals will be the division winner and the Ravens will be uh, in there, uh, but not as the division winner. They'll be mm-hmm. the sixth seed, I believe. So let's get to some games that matter and the scenarios. The Browns and Steelers. The Steelers are in with a win and a Patriots and Dolphins loss. Yes. So, who you got? Um, I have the Steelers winning this one. It's in Pittsburgh, and I don't think the Browns have clicked enough, so I got Steelers. Yeah, I, I don't know. The Browns have been showing some signs, but it's in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh needs it more, so I'm going to go with Steelers. Okay? Uh, Cowboys, Commanders. The Cowboys win the NFC East with a win and an Eagles loss, which Mm -hmm. means the Cowboys would be the number one with a win. And? Eagles and Niners loss. Okay. So they need to win number one, and then they need some other things to happen to for them to move up. They're mm-hmm. twelve and four. They're not a bad record. So I mean, 
The other thing about this game is the commanders are now deciding to play Sam Howe as their quarterback. So they're looking to see what the rookie can do. So they're already building for next season, uh, even though it's I th- I'm, the Cowboys have more to play for. So I'm going to go Cowboys on it. I can't defer much from you there. I think it's dumb if I defer. So I'm still going to go Cowboys. All right. Uh, Lions and Packers. The Packers are in a win and in situation. I don't think anybody saw this even three weeks ago. The Lions are in with a win and a Seahawks loss. So this now became the game to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it is now the Sunday night game. Uh, it got uh, moved up to that slot, I believe. So. Lions Packers in probably the game of the week yep. that matters. What do you think? Uh, it's in Green Bay, so I'm still gonna go Lions because I feel like they have the weapons that they need, and I feel like they're gonna get it done just to give them that chance of being in the playoffs. All right, sounds good. Well, I'll, I'll do you a favor. Anyway, I was. A toss-up on this, and I'll just see what we can do here. I'm going to go with a Packers win. I don't. If you put Aaron Rodgers at home with a win-and-in situation, I think he's getting it done. Okay. Yep. I think all their weapons are kind of clicking at that point. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Okay, next game, Giants-Eagles. The Eagles win, and then they're the number one seed. Yep. If the Eagles lose, yep. and Niners or Cowboys win, the Niners or the Cowboys are the number one seed. All right. A lot of stuff happening at the at the top here, uh, and let's be honest: the Giants are clicking, the Eagles are clicking. Mm-hmm. I am going to have to go, and I I haven't looked at the injury report to see whether it's Minshew or uh, or Hertz is back yet. But I'm going to say Giants. I'm going to okay. say the Giants can sneak in there and get it done. Um, it's. See, the Giants do. They are coming off a good week with Daniel Jones, especially. Um, but I think the Eagles have more to play for with this. Okay. Being the number one seed and a bye on the line, so I'm going to go Eagles. Yeah. Regardless I mean, if it's Hurts or Minshew. Yeah. The, I mean, the Giants, really, they'll be the same no matter what. All right. Another crucial one here for some different reasons. Patriots, Bills. The Patriots uh, are win and in uh situation the patriots win and they are automatically in the bills can be the one seed with a win and a chiefs loss to the raiders now that they don't have the benefit of an extra game against the bengals Mm -hmm. so patriots bills who you got uh um with all the hard stuff that has gone on i don't see that the bills are gonna lose I see that they're going to use that as motivation instead of cracking under pressure. So and I don't think the Patriots have enough like weapons to get the job done. Okay. So you got bills. Yep. You're going to put, you're going to put Bill Belichick in a win and in situation with one of the best defenses currently in the league. Mm-hmm. Against one of the best offenses and one of the best defenses, but they've got so much. But 
I don't know. This is such a toss up for me because you know the Bills are going to come in wanting to play for Demar and everything like that, and mm-hmm. they're at home. But it would be so Sith Bill Belichick to come in and snuff that out. Yeah. Plus, you need. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to go Patriots. I'm going to help you out. See what you can do. I'm going to okay. go Patriots. It was such a toss up for me. I'm going to. I'll help you out. Okay. Jets, Dolphins. The Dolphins are in with a win and the Patriots loss. Jets can't get it. Yeah. Uh, the, the Jets are a mess. The Jets are a mess, so it's going to be the Dolphins. I'm with you on that one. I'm I mean, Dolphins. no matter what happens, the Dolphins have to win, so they, they're going to win, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rams and Seahawks. This is an interesting one. Seahawks are in with a win and a Packers loss. Yep. So, but the Rams have their secret new weapon with Mayfield. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I'm going with this trend here. Lions are going to beat the Packers. So the Packers don't get in. And the Seahawks are going to win, making the Lions fall just short of the playoffs. Okay. So, Seahawks. Gotcha. You're going Seahawks. Yep. See, if that happens earlier in the day, then the Lions don't really have much to play for. But I also, like, as much as I would like to say that the Rams are going to win to help the Colts out in their uh, draft pick, I think the Seahawks, we've kind of been the sleepy Seahawks picks all year. So, I'm going to say the Seahawks get it done. But... Since I said the Packers win the other one, it won't really matter. So, last game of our unstable pick six, well, this week eight, Titans-Jaguars. The Jaguars win and they're in. Yep. Both in with the Jaguars' loss and Dolphins and Patriots and Steelers lose. Yeah, this is interesting. That To think that in the AFC South that you could actually have two teams make the playoffs in a certain scenario here. Yep. You wouldn't have two teams from the NFC East. You wouldn't have, you know, what, three teams that we thought maybe from the AFC West going mm-hmm. into the season. So here we are. I think the Jags are just too hot and the Titans are a mess. So I'm going to go with the Jags. Yep. I don't see how Jags don't win this. So I'm going to go Jags too. Well, there you go. There you have it. Next week, we will discuss what happens in the finale against Houston, talk about the season as a whole, and look ahead to the super wild card weekend in our Unstable Pick 6. Plus, you'll hear who we are each going to go for in the playoffs since the Colts are out. Yeah, I know. Just kind of my team, so I think it's uh, uh, a surprise. It's gonna be the Niners. Uh, but that doesn't make people happy around here. Cowboys vacation. This is Liam, and this is Kevin, reminding you to stay unstable.